Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. Today we are reviewing the biggest franchise that is in the movie theater right now. Bigger than the movie we reviewed last mm-hmm. week. That is the film Many Saints of Newark. It is a Sopranos origin story. It's Sopranos new- prequel. It's Newark. Newark, Newark, whatever. Newark. It's just Newark. Because it's, it's like Newark, but New York. Newark is right next to New York, so oh. maybe I'm saying Newark on accident. Okay. Many Saints of Newark. Um, it is the origin story of Tony Soprano, a movie Tyler desperately did not want to watch and had to get willed into, and that's going to make his bi- his score very biased. It's not. It's not. Um, so I'm excited to have that conversation with him as he tries to explain why his score is so bad. Um, but before that, we got a lot of new Marvel news. Not Marvel news. Excuse me. A lot, a lot of new comic book news. Yeah. Because most of it is about the DCEU and what they're doing over there with so, the DC characters. Yeah, the DC fandom this weekend. Yes. Gave the fans dome. <laughs> revealed a lot of stuff. And, you know, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's get into it. 50% of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. DC fandom, Ty. What yes. stood out to you the most? There's a few things. I want you to start with what you're most excited for. I know the answer, and I want you to start with it. It's the Batman trailer. Yep. It looks so fucking good. Like, my expectations yeah. are through the roof for this movie, and I'm I'm very vulnerable to getting hurt. Yeah, and I mean, it looks good. If they do this right, it'll be very good. Yes. The dark Batman movie. That being said... There, there's when you try to do movies like this, 
and the Joker, it could have done this. It didn't. But, I mean, to some people, maybe it did. I don't think it did. Sometimes you can take it too serious almost. Like, oh, we're okay. going to make this dark, edgy Batman movie. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where it's just kind of, like, long. Like, I'm scared it's going to be, like, three and a half hours. No, I think it is going to be three hours. Yeah. So there's, there's a, a, you know, a reality in which they potentially, you know, it's not as good because it's just kind of like, oh, man, this thing dragged and it wasn't as good as the trailer made it seem. There is that chance. Yeah. There's also the chance that it's just this incredible psychological thriller that also involves Batman beating the shit out of people and driving the Batmobile through things that we saw here and just, just fucking up supervillains. Yeah. Well, I mean, villains. Are Batman's villains considered supervillains? None of them are super. He's not super. I think you can call him whatever you want, Ty. It just looks so good. Budget for this film, only $100 million, I say only. Um, but, you know, you've seen a lot of these superhero movies that have a much higher budget. Um, Colin Farrell looks nothing like Colin Farrell. It's incredible. <laughs> they deserve an Oscar for hair and makeup Oscar. <laughs> um, and, you know, Robert Pattinson's obviously playing the Batman. I'm trying to look at who is directing this. Matt Reeves. Okay, what is he known for, Ty? Matt Reeves. Let's check out his IMDb here. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. I believe he directed the entire, like, the newer 2014-ish Dawn of the Apes mm-hmm. trilogy. Uh, Batman, Batman, Ordinary Joe, Away, Tells of Surveillance, Passage, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and Cloverfield Paradox, which I think were, like, thriller, yeah, scary movies. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. That was as producer. He has directed... Planet of the Apes, Let Me In, Cloverfield, Miracles, is a show, Felicity Show, Show Show, Paul Barrel. I don't know what he's known for. I mean, I guess the Planet of the Apes trilogy was fairly large. So some back some backstory here, courtesy of Wikipedia, my number one resource, uh, research resource. Um, two sequels are planned, and two spinoff television series are in development for HBO Max. Based on the Batman? Based on this. It says two sequels are planned. Fuck yeah. um, does not appear to be part of the DCEU. The backstory of this, um, originally Ben Affleck, the most previous Batman, yep. was set to direct, produce, co-write, and star in The Batman in 2014. Mm-hmm. But in 2017, he chose not to direct due to dissatisfaction with his own script. He just said, I'm stepping down. He said, this ain't the movie I want to make. <laughs> and they said, Ben, you wrote it. And he said, I know. <laughs> Reeves was hired to take over and reworked Affleck's story to focus on a younger Batman. He sought to explore Batman as a detective more than previous Batman films, inspired by comic books Year One, The Long Halloween, and Ego. So, originally, he was brought on to work with Mr. Affleck. Affleck left the Batman entirely in January 2019, and the connections to the DCEU were removed. So, this isn't a case of, and I'm not trying to say it's going to be bad because of this or any anything like that, but this is not a case of the Joker where they literally wanted to make a standalone um, character-driven film where it was more of a character study on a superhero villain. Um, this is more of they were going one direction and then that direction kind of fell apart, so they recast it, went in a different direction. And that probably did give them more creative freedom because yeah. they didn't have to work in the DCEU. They didn't have to work in the bat, you know, the, the Ben Affleck stuff. And it might be confusing to some of the super casual fans who are just like, why is there so many Batmans? But, I mean, this isn't new territory with the Batman character, so... This could be its whole new thing, and who knows? Maybe we have another Batman trilogy that's just completely disconnected from the DCU, or who knows? Maybe they bring it in later with Flashpoint. I don't know, or The Flash. Sorry, is it just called The Flash? I think so. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm excited. I feel like 
Ben Affleck probably wanted to make like a Batman standalone origin and then was like, how the fuck am I going to do this with all the DCEU stuff? Yeah. And then they were just like, hey, what if we just don't do any of that and just tell this detective story that's all by itself that we want to tell? Yeah. And there's the theories uh, courtesy of uh, film theory on YouTube that it's going to be related to seven and the seven deadly sins and everything. Yep. Um, this on Wikipedia has sources, but I, I didn't click them. It just says, in his second year of fighting crime, Batman uncovers corruption in Gotham City that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the Riddler. So that's a good way of kind of telling a new story without telling an origin story because you could tell a new story connected to the Riddler. But if it's connected to his family and his past, you could also weave in that whole past narrative to set up this character that seems like they're planning to be part of, you know, a franchise. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is the perfect – I mean, we've seen it in two movies we reviewed recently where it's a modern-day storyline being told – with flashbacks of, like, a secondary storyline in the past. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they'll probably do this with, like, flashbacks of his family and, like, the corruption or whatever through his family in the past. Yeah. Being told alongside him two years into being Batman. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if they went that route. Yeah, and in the future, like I said, I, I you know, the Flash, they could very easily um, – it's already nominated for uh, at the Golden Trailer Awards. Um, that ceremony actually happened in July. So they had already seen the trailer, and they got nominated. It didn't win anything. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, and there, there's always, like I said, with the Flash, they're doing the whole Flashpoint multiverse thing. So if this works well and that's something they want to do, they can eventually incorporate him in. I don't know what their plans there is. I don't know if they don't – you know, they might not want to taint, taint it. They might want to, you know, do it. Who knows? The DCU has just been such a shit show, and it's – you know, <laughs> they're trying to reset it after kind of fucking it up. Um, you could also make the case that if they're doing this multiverse thing like MCU's doing, that they could try to work this in with the Joker and Walking Phoenix. I don't think that's going to happen just because Walking Phoenix does not seem interested in that kind of uh, capacity. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested. I'm interested. I think it's going to be good. It's an IMAX-worthy movie. Yeah, all the descriptions sure. of it, all the visuals of it give me hope. Descriptions of what it wants to be, the trailer of what it appears to be, how it looks, everything looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, we also got Catwoman. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I can't wait. I'm very excited. Um, unlike Black Adam, which also had a trailer. So you're not excited for that? I'm not because excited. Because it's The Rock, right? No, I love The Rock. Uh, no, uh-huh. It's been in production for like five fucking years on the trailer releases. And we, don't even, we don't even get a shot of The Rock's face. The Rock is busy. Yeah, I think too busy. It's Choose one world, Dwayne. It's going to be good. I think it's gonna be good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good, and then they're gonna set up Black Adam and Shazam in a in a crossover movie in the future because they also you know Shazam two they did like some behind the scenes that they showed, um, so it'll be good. I hope so. I really do. Um, obviously the DCU's like one of their best movies is Shazam. Yeah, because it has a completely different tone to everything else. Yeah, this didn't really seem like it had the Shazam tone to it. It, it was very serious, and he just fries a motherfucker. Yeah. Which, very violent. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be the same comedic thing because it's almost like a, a villain, anti-hero kind of story. Yeah. Um, and again, back with you know how Flash ties this all in, they could very easily, this Black Adam character is completely disconnected to the Shazam quote-unquote universe. You know, you have your movie with Black Adam doing whatever the hell they're going to do in that movie. I, and are, then, I don't know. Are we sure connect. it's not already in the same universe? I don't know. I think it is. What if it's another? It's a multiverse. Because they already teased the in the Shazam that it was like missing one chair or something, like one person with powers. Oh, really? I thought. I didn't. I don't know. I missed that. I thought if that so. was in the movie. I missed that. If so, um, but I believe it. 
Either way, I'm excited for The Rock to finally play a superhero because he's a real-life superhero. I am glad he's going to be. I mean, yeah, he's the most incredible human being on the planet. Yeah. So why not make him a superhero? <laughs> Speaking of uh, former wrestlers turned superheroes, um, John Cena, they had the trailer for um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. That looks good. A um, little bit of like kind of humble origin story, lovey-dovey. Like not lovey-dovey. I don't want to say lovey-dovey, but like seems like it's going to be a little bit deeper than just being this kind of vulgar, you know, peacemaker that we saw in Suicide Squad. But then it also has some of that vul- vulgarity in it as well. So Yeah, and it feels like an origin story, but it takes place after the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, but well, it's, it's going to be Gunn. the same thing. He's going to be working through the problems with his family and his dad and starting this new chapter in his life. Yeah, that. kind of following him on his own. Yeah. Um, James Gunn, John Cena, I'm all in. Yeah, and I, I mean... We had the discussion about Cena and Batista, and, you know, you're talking about how Batista's filmography is better because Guardians, but if, you know, this Suicide Squad was very well received, we gave it, what, in the 90s? You gave it in the 90s, at least, and, you know, if this series does well, John Cena, I man. I gave it an 89, Jay. Don't put fucking words in my mouth. John Cena, this is a fucking catapulting role on a character that I didn't know existed a year ago or however uh, long ago. Could be great. Yeah. But don't discredit Dave Bautista. He's going to be in Dune, which we're reviewing next week. <laughs> so um, I could say it could also maybe expose him a little bit. Very much so if, if it's going to be deeper star, and there's emotional. Because yeah. his best thing is playing off of other people. Yeah. Um, all of his movies where he's fantastic. In Blockers, he plays off the other people. In Trainwreck, he plays off of the other people. In this, he bounced off of Idris Elba. Um, Even Vacation Friends. <laughs> Vacation Friends, he b- bounced off Lil Ral Howery. Um, and, and there's always that duality to it of like straight guy, hilarious John Cena over the top. Yeah. Um, there is another person who seems like they're going to have a significant role, another hero or whatever. Yeah. They have like the mask on. I don't even know who's playing it. I don't know who it is. <laughs> That's the best thing. If you, you cast a character that just always wears a mask, you don't actually have to cast anyone. It could just be whoever. Well, it's like the Mandalorian. They cast Pedro Pascal and I think he... He shot very little on set. <laughs> it was just stunt performers in the suit and him doing voiceover. Yeah, for sure. Which, fuck yeah, that's the easiest role ever. <laughs> um, but I, I'm excited. Like I said, it's it's still James Gunn directing and writing. Yeah. It's John Cena, who's hilarious. Yep. Uh, HBO Max, so it's it's going to be fucking as violent as the, the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. It should be fun. Very excited for it. And then I already mentioned it multiple times, but The Flash, Yep. Um, you know, Going to get some some crossover, the TV Flash probably in it, like we talked about, maybe some other Flashes. We already got the Batman-Michael Keaton tease. Yup. Which, Michael we, Keaton, he's doing this DC crossover stuff. He's fucking playing, uh, doing a DC, uh, MCU crossover shit with Spider-Man. So he's in, like, all three superhero franchises together at the same time. Three? Oh, MCU, like Sony, MCU. And this, yeah. Yeah. Just Keaton, man. <laughs> Just doing his fucking thing. That's that's Michael Keaton. I mean, he he can do that if anyone. Which it'll be interesting to see because obviously they're teasing that that's Michael Keaton's Batman. But like, is it? I mean, Michael Keaton's pretty old. Are they gonna be like he's still fighting crime? Or is do it some like de aging? Or is it like teasing it where it's like Michael Keaton's suit, but then it's not actually Michael Keaton. It's like a different uni- like universe Batman with that. I don't know. They uh, they confirmed Keaton. Oh, it's been confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah, no, they confirmed oh. Michael Keaton's in that. Yeah, I don't know then. <laughs> Um, it'll be weird to see him much older in the suit than when he starred. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was very young in his Batman films. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it'll be fun. They teased the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. I-, I will say this movie, I'm concerned 
Why? Because the most interesting part about it is is Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like no one gives a shit about Ezra Miller's Flash. <laughs> And yeah. we're just going to get more Flash, which is going to muddy it and make us care even less about that singular Flash. Yeah. And I feel like this is a very important movie for the DCEU and multiverse and combining shit and setting up the future of their franchise. Yeah. And you're doing it with probably like one of the least popular characters from the Justice League movie. Yeah. That's fair. That's I absolutely mean, fair. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman... Aquaman all had fucking great franchises. Uh, he's probably well, not great, fran- but have their own franchises. Well, Flash is probably bigger than Cyborg. He is. I'll give him that. <laughs> but there's the Flash, and then they're finally giving him a movie, and I feel like they're putting a lot of weight on a movie for a character who was only introduced in the team up film. You know what? You're doubting him, and he's gonna I'm, prove you wrong. I'm just I'm concerned. I fucking love superhero stuff. I'm gonna watch all these. Um, Aquaman two. We got a behind the scenes look with Jason Momoa. It's called Aquaman and the hidden kingdom the lost kingdom okay aquaman the highest grossing dceu film did you know that really at least domestically i don't know about internationally but i saw that on wikipedia the other day i didn't know that um and then also they they you know a bunch of animated stuff uh there's a suicide squad kill the justice league game coming out all this stuff i'm probably not going to be watching um which makes me think ty i want to see in the future if they're resetting the dceu can you guess what dc film i want to see um, that would be Superman versus the Justice League. Okay, yeah, that too. But I feel like they've oh, already okay. punted on that idea. Like, they already teased it. So, at this point, it's like, they're never going to give it to me. Okay. Um, I want to see a Teen Titans live-action movie. They have a sh- live-action show on HBO Max right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it good? Eh. No. It's real <laughs> cheesy. Okay. It was, I think it was like the CW. It was like a regular cable thing uh-huh. or something. And then HBO bought it and, like, took over the last season. And it's not great. I haven't finished the last season. Like, I watched them all. Titans. Yeah, it's just called Titans. They're not necessarily teens. Mm -hmm. But it's Robin. It's Starfire. It's Raven. Beast Boy. Mm -hmm. No Cyborg. He's promoted to Justice League. Fucking Cyborg. And then they have, like, like the Super, Super Boy. Super. I know it's, like, Superman's son. Mm -hmm. There's, like, the animated version of him. Um, They have other, like, Wonder Kids. Like, Aqua Lad. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's it's whatever but i don't oh, think they'll shit. make a film because of that i didn't know that so that's a little disappointing yeah that's okay though uh did you see anything else at dc fandom i didn't no. fully watch everything i was i i got my nut off after the batman trailer and i was good no i did see there's uh some mcu spoilers which i'm not gonna say there were there were um and possibly a supposedly celebrity i won't even call him an actor so supposedly harry styles is going to be in the mc has he acted in anything yeah dunkirk he was in that yeah i didn't see that um now i see this other thing from the la times marvel's eternals all about mcu's first deaf superhero is that harry styles no no no, that's just one of the main people okay good it's in the trailer they do sign language i the latest trailer see i miss things like that yeah. Um, so Harry Styles, supposedly there's a bunch of spoilers that are coming out. I'm trying to stay away from, them. I don't know if that's like the big, big spoiler. You, I, you asked me if I saw it. I said, no, I, I and hope Riley said that. And then you were like, <gasps> I assumed that was the spoiler was the post credit tease of Harry Styles. And, oh, I and didn't realize he was in the post credit tease. Thanks. Ty. My bad. <laughs> I assumed you did. And it's revealed a character he's playing. I think that's the big reveal that's been Do you spoiled. Know which character? Yes. Okay. Don't tell me though. Okay. Thank you. Is it a character you knew before this? No, but it's a character that 
has like if like Marvel connections to other big stuff, apparently. Okay. Or big, yeah. Okay. Good Which, for Harry. Interesting what direction they go. Hilarious, real when you sit and think about it. But, um. Okay. I I I don't know. I I I hope that was the big spoiler. Yeah. I hope I'm not just scrolling Twitter and see another big one. The premiere happened. A lot of people said it was a very, very large, very mythology-heavy movie. Heard not a lot of action. Yeah, it's kind of slow-paced but makes you think and very much built on bringing up these characters. And I'm fine with it. Yeah. I I don't need need an action dump for my MCU movies. They said it's beautiful. I bet. See it on the biggest fucking screen you can see. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. We're not, it's not overwhelmingly good reviews though. Like people are like, I like, eh, but I don't know if that's because it's like not an MCU movie. It's more of like a thought provoking slower type film, which I'm okay with. Like, or it could just be them trying to do too much. I just saw the hairstyles fucking spoiler <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it for the audience, but that fucking how'd you sucks. see it? I'm just did you type I in Harry Styles? No, I searched MCU and I just clicked the little over arrow and it's Harry Styles is in Marvel's Eternals after credit scene as redacted, redacted, redacted. Nice. Yeah. What? Now it says Doctor Strange 2 leak reveals how Ghost Rider joins the MCU. That feels fake, but that would be sick. Marvel Entertainment originally prevented Kevin Feige from developing Bro, Ghost Rider. Is Daredevil fucking Nick Cage going to join the MCU? No, they're going to do someone else. I don't know. I would love it, but they're going to do someone else. That'd be terrible. I'm not going to say what Harry Styles is going to play, because yeah. that is a fucking really big character. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. But, again, no spoilers. Interesting that he's joining the MCU. Yeah. Um, World War Hulk movie rumored to begin shooting next year. I if Solo. That... Solo Hulk movie, which means they did some legal shit with Universal. Oh, Universal still owns that? I'm assuming that's why they never, like, went on with it because universal marvel owns the right to create a hulk movie universal owns the distributing rights so they can say we're just not going to put this in theaters and there's nothing marvel could do could they put it on disney plus i don't think so because that would be a type of distributing it wow it's like the dumbest shit ever but maybe they figured something out maybe they found a loophole maybe they just paid them yeah i don't know but a planet planet hulk world war hulk um, which essentially is when, like Marvel and the Avengers, deem Hulk too dangerous to be on Earth, so they yeah, send they him send to him space. Away. Yeah, and then he just fucks shit up in space and comes back very pissed off. So that that could happen after She Hulk. Yeah, which I'm all for it. I'm all for if we get a badass Hulk movie. I don't care if it doesn't tie into anything else, and it's just like two hours of Hulk just fucking dominating this fucking planet. It's I just basically want it to be an apology letter for what they did to him in Endgame. <laughs> like, look, we're yeah. sorry we made him a nerd. Here's two hours of him being cool as shit. Yeah, that's what I want. It just needs to be a love letter to the fans. Like, my bad. I agree. Signed, Feige. Um, with a likely release window in the later half of 2023, the beginning of 2024. All the movies did get pushed back a little bit, though. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, not which, Eternals, not Spider-Man, but everything after that. Wonder if that's to do with the shows because they're managing so many different things here. Like, there's Maybe so many could different be. moving parts. Yeah. yeah, I saw someone put like, "Oh, they moved it back because they were scared because Doctor Strange was originally originally supposed to open next to the Batman, I think." And someone's like, "Oh, the Batman scared him." I, I don't think Marvel's scared of anybody. Yeah, I think <laughs> they have the two of like the three highest-grossing films of all time. 
Well, that's what I looked at. That's when I saw that the Aquaman was the highest grossing DCEU because I looked it up and it was like the the highest Batman movie was The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And that would be like eighth on Marvel's all-time list. So, Which is wild. Yeah. They just make so much money. Yeah. Which it's Doctor Strange, which is the most popular. But after what happened, whatever happens in Spider-Man – and like, if you look at the 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 money, uh, Captain Marvel did a shit ton, and yeah. so did I think Ant Man too, just because it was after Endgame, um, or after Infinity War. Yep. So this being, you know, after Spider Man and all the things that's going to happen there, like it's probably going to make a lot of money. Marvel's not scared of the Batman. <laughs> no, I would think that like DC would be the ones to move. I'm happy because we don't have to watch it at the same time. Like we don't have to. Pick I would have under review. I would have done five hours straight at the theaters. <laughs> Just fucking walk out of one theater, walk right into the next one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to do that. Um, hopefully, we see a Ghost Rider. That that would be sick. Yeah, I, I'm. I had not heard of that. I just saw it right now when I got my Harry Styles spoiler. Oof. Ty, that's all the the comic book talk I got for you. I think we need to get into a pretty good movie. Let's review. Within the lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Young Anthony Soprano is growing up in one of the most tumultuous eras in Newark's history, becoming a man just as a rival gangster began to just as rival gangsters begin to rise up and challenge the all powerful DeMeo crime families hold over the increasingly race torn city. That was the most run on sentence ever. There was like five commas caught up in the changing times is the uncle. He idolizes Dickie Moltisanti who struggles to manage both his professional and personal responsibilities and whose influence over his impressionable nephew will make him the teenager will help make the teenager into the all powerful mob boss. We later come to know Tony Soprano. That was just a fucking mush of trying to read a synopsis there. Yeah, you struggled. It was it's just a terrible, it's just like comma, comma, dash, comma. You struggled. Hire someone else, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think that changes the fact that you struggled. I struggled because it was just so wordy. Figure out how to write s- simple sentences. Don't write run-ons. Who, what was that? You said that, what was that from? Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is Soprano's origin story, Tony Soprano origin story. If you did not get that from Tyler's uh, struggling as he read it tough. the the, <laughs> the it's fucking Sopranos, it's just the Sopranos. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking origin. Yeah, what's it called prequel. Yep, Sopranos. Now, Ty, have you seen the Sopranos? No, not not a lick of them. So neither have I. So that yep. makes it two movies in a row that we have seen. Where we didn't 
you know, we were not attached to the franchise itself. Yeah, it's two movies in a row where it feels like someone's telling an inside joke that we do not know. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of references in Bond, no fucking clue. Yep. This movie, well, at least Bond, you know, like, the, the really tropey Bond stuff. I mean, shaking Yeah, out you got a general idea. Bond, James Bond. I mean, some of this, it's like, I, I don't know at all, you know? No, nothing to reference whatsoever. Um, that being said, I did do some research. Did not. Just to see what, how it related to the original and you know how it referenced it and everything else and all that kind of stuff so i did some research did some reading on people who had seen the sopranos and you know asked my parents who loved the sopranos so i did a little bit of research okay so i come up with that um well i'll talk about that when we get into key elements okay (laughs) um i don't want to talk about that now um look you didn't want to see this movie you resented it you pushed it off you said no 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 and yeah. here we are three weeks later we had nothing to watch and you watched it and i'm proud of you for watching it i just wish that wouldn't you wouldn't have so much bias in your score there's no um, bias in my it was completely unbiased score based on what i saw on the screen i'm a little upset because i didn't love this movie and you'll see that by my score i mean spoiler it may or may not get a rotten if i were to give a fresh or a rotten but i feel like you're gonna absolutely shit on it and i just don't think that's fair to the movie it's to the movie especially a movie that has like 73% on Rotten Tomatoes and actually yeah, been... that's all the Soprano fans with people who came in that is doing critics critics who have watched the Sopranos <laughs> who came in doing their research in this movie they're reviewing it as someone who's seen the Sopranos I'm reviewing it as someone who has zero knowledge of the Sopranos my review is for someone who has not watched the Sopranos and wants to know if they should go watch Many Saints in Newark if anything I would say the Sopranos fans maybe don't like it because it has 59 audience but 73 tomato this is a weird movie to have the the fresh critics with the the blow audience. Yeah, this I don't know. Now, I before we got on, yeah. I told you one of my scores is very low and you have the possibility of raising it like 5 points. Okay. Which is a lot. Okay. With that being said, what did you give it for story? And first off, let's start this out. Please explain the story. I gave it an 8. Okay. What did you give it? Explain the story. And then based on your explanation, I'll see if I got it or not. So in my mind, this was – look, it's very – I don't, I don't want to say vanilla because it's not vanilla. It's very shallow. It's not a very deep story. Um, and that is because you were telling a prequel to a character that you did six seasons of. And, you know, like I'm – I'm sure there was some things that happened in this movie that maybe Tony Soprano mentioned throughout the series. Like when they stole the ice cream truck, truck, that felt like a reference thing. Yeah. Like he probably said that, you know, and it's weird that we said the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, It was just a random fucking scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, It it just, it was the story of a man, a man in Mr. Dickie Bapalapio. That can't be his name, name, right? That was a very racist (laughs) Italian joke out of me. Aren't you Italian? (laughs) No. Oh, fuck. Um, No pass, then. It felt like the story of him kind of slowly unraveling a little bit, and he was this kind of beacon of support and the only one, you know, that was somewhat trying to keep Tony Soprano out of being a gang member, and you just see him slowly unravel. He starts as a bad guy. I mean, he kills his fucking dad, but, you know, when he has an affair, he had an affair, right? Who like, killed the – oh, Dickie killed yeah. the dad. Dickie was having an affair as well, right? That was an affair. Um, Because she mentioned he had to go home and eat potluck with, like, his wife or whatever. Not potluck. Yeah, it started as an affair, and then I think he left his wife for his 
Mistress. previous stepmom that he killed. Well, it was his stepmom, and then it was his wife. Yes. And then it was his murder victim. Yes. Got it. Um, so I, I just think it was it was meant to be this kind of I, – I would imagine – I haven't seen The Sopranos, and I will say I'm actually interested to watch it now. I would imagine that this Uncle Dick Dickie character – what was that face for? Just continue. <laughs> that Uncle Dickie character was probably um, very, like – respected in the soprano show like you know it's one of those things because i looked it up he had he's, never appeared on the show it's like he's dead he's exactly but i'm I was sure blown away at the end of this i was like this guy isn't the main character of the fucking sopranos <laughs> um but i'm sure in the show because it's christopher's dad and it's tony's uncle who is the the so inspiration like, for him uncle dickie would have done this yeah i feel like it's one of those situations so it was kind of showing what uncle dickie would have done um and obviously at the end you have um, the the bald guy, the bald white guy. Why Jay is Dickie's last name not Soprano? Because he isn't. He's like married into the Sopranos, I believe. His wife. But he ran. He ran the. F- so the the white guy who kills him with the glasses, Jay Soprano, I believe his name was. Okay. He fell down the stairs, and Dickie laughed at him, and he killed him because Dickie laughed at him. Is that why he killed him? Yeah, that's exactly why he killed him. Okay. Um. He's like the main mob boss at the in the Sopranos, I think, before Tony takes over. Because I'm pretty sure it's like you have the Soprano side of the family, and then you have that Dicky side of the, the family. Motasanti. Which is the whatever the last name is. Motasanti. I'm telling you, it's Motasanti. Um, and it's like the two different, you know, kind of crime families, and then they come together with one with that Jay Soprano character, I believe. Okay. Anyways, he's the one that kills him, and I know there is an episode in the Sopranos where they actually go and kill the guy who they think killed Uncle Dicky. Christopher and Tony. Christopher kills him. Whatever the case is. Look, it was a very shallow story, but it's kind of what I expected. It just felt like it felt like two episodes. If they could have added two episodes to the Sopranos collection DVD, you had episode one when Tony was a kid, and then you had episode two when he was a teenager. It just felt like two kind of, I don't want to say filler, but two kind of setup episodes, like an epilogue in a book. Not an epilogue, a prologue in a book. Okay. And it was thin, and I gave it an eight. And, because and now the fact that you didn't even bring up the the Leslie Odom Jr. aspect of it, and the riots, and like his—that his... was Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Leslie Odom Jr. as Harold McBriar. Yeah, I think I I think that was I don't know I don't again I don't know if that's something in the show because you see it very early on like one of the first scenes is the one kid running and you see the the name of his gang on the jacket I don't remember what it was yeah again I don't know if that's something in the show or that's like a rival great gang to this yeah. day and maybe Leslie and like, he, was, he was fucking Dickie's wife yeah and like you know they were shooting at each other and everything and he killed fucking Joey Diaz's character um, Joey Diaz a hilarious motherfucker. <laughs> So I, I, it might just be one of those things where, like, that's a rival gang in The Sopranos. So it was like, here's Sopranos fans. Here's kind of like the origin where these guys were friends and they became enemies. And now they're rivals in the TV show today. Got it. That is what I'm assuming. I gave it a four. <laughs> okay. It's just – there's just so much going on and none of it's coherent. It literally feels like, let's show this scene. Let's show this scene. Let's show this scene. Let's show this scene. Okay. That's fair. I'm not going to dispute that. Okay, I'm glad because it was just like everything was happening. I'm like, why? Like, what's the idea? Like, there was they could have shot this movie and showed it in reverse order. And I don't think it fucking matters one bit. Like, everything just happens. But, but like the end, there's like three scenes that matter. I think it's a, a case of them wanting to either quote unquote set up or explain 
stuff that happened in the Sopranos universe in the show. That as so someone who's never seen the Sopranos set has up no reference. all these different pillars, and that's kind of some of the research I did with the different pillars they set up. That's why I gave it an eight because it's kind of like I knew what they were trying to do. Yeah, it was a little wonky and shallow, but like I said, it felt like a fucking two part, two episodes of like a. A prologue to a book. <laughs> yeah, dude, like there's just so much going on and none of it related. It was like, yeah. let's show this part. Let's show this part. Let's have him rob a fucking snow cone thing. Let's make these people have an affair. Let's have a conversation in the car about Tony, which now that I know Tony's the main guy, <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> but and then he just shoots through his wife's hair. <laughs> that was that was kind of sick, though. It was. I thought he killed her. <laughs> I did, too. And I was like, oh, it was just like a like a shut up bitch type thing. Like. <laughs> That's his nice way of doing it, is I'm just yeah. going to shoot through your fucking hair. Yeah. Um, I There was just so much going on and none of it related. And, like, I get it. You're trying to – it's the origin story for a six-season-long iconic show. But you made a movie. Tell a fucking story. <laughs> Don't just show me scenes, you know? Yeah, maybe this would have been better as, like, a ten-episode show. Like, a, a season. Or six-episode miniseries. The season of Many Saints in Newark. The, the you know, the, the prologue yes. season. The origin season. million percent. And they could yeah. have actually had through lines and told coherent A plot, B plot, C yeah. plot to tell these stories instead of, here's this, 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 and this. Yeah. That's Just fair. so much. That's fair. Um, I know there was originally – this could have been my dad giving me bad information – um, I believe there was originally supposed to be a Sopranos movie after the show, or it was rumored. Okay. Because the show ended up, ended like abruptly, and the rumor was they were going to make a show, and or a movie, excuse me, and it just never happened. Um, and this. Well, I know the show has like an all-time, like ambiguous ending. Yeah, so the ending to the Sopranos, spoiler, is he's eating at a diner, Tony Soprano, and like some guy walks in with a gun. Or whatever. I don't know if he has a gun. And you see Tony Soprano literally look up at him and then just cuts to black. Yeah. And they never explain it. Nothing. And there's theories that the show has been, you know, told through Tony's point of view. So when it goes black, that's him dying. And there's a bunch, you know, there was the theory that they would make a movie. Um, So I don't know. Wild. I'm trying to see. I know the the, Tony Soprano is dead. What do you you mean? Uh, the, the, The actor is dead. Oh, so that shut out any potential movies if they wanted to do a non prequel. I don't know. Do Again, you just I'm, so they have de aging effect? Do you have re aging effect for the new young Tony Soprano? <laughs> well, that's his son. Oh, that's his actual son. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see. That I'm, looks nothing like him. It's his son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is not what I. After watching this movie, this is not my Tony Soprano. um i will say i'll I'll save it for the end actually i'm trying to see if there is there's a video game the sopranos road to respect can you guess what console it was on road to respect yeah ps1 ps2 prequel film um so i'm not seeing anything about there being an actual movie that might have just been misinformation my dad gave me (laughs) i kind of see it he's got like the parted balding hair and this guy had like the parted full head of hair yeah Okay. Um, James Gandalf, Gand, Gandolfini. Gandolfini. Died at, died at 51. That's young. Yeah. That's tragic. Heart attack. Um, I, I will say if I ever go and watch The Sopranos, we can say we watched it the right way. 
by watching the origin <laughs> and then the movie or the one show. Of, we're probably one of the very few people who could say yeah. that. <laughs> we're watching it the right way, unlike the fake fans. <laughs> no, yeah, this movie was a fucking mess. Just a mess, though. Visuals and cinematography, what'd you give that? Give it a 14. I gave it a 13. I thought it looked fine. They did some yeah. coloring. Yeah. The blood was gory when it needed yeah. to be. Yeah, it was. The scene where they had the fucking power drill and they put it in his mouth. Just fucking. Or not the power drill, the, what is that? Is that a drill? Oh, is the, the thing you um, take the tires off. Is the, oh my fucking God. On, impact, impact. Driver. Fucking wrecking his teeth and yeah. shit. Oh, God. That was some, that was some law-abiding citizen shit right there. And then he'd get up and shoot him. But no, like, when it was gory, it was fine. It was very dark and it looked like a mobster movie, all yep. intentional. Um, that being said, I mean, it was just kind of run of the mill. Yeah, I mean, there were scenes of him at his desk with, like, all the lights off and the desk lit up. And, like, there were some shots that were very intentional. Or Dickie, I should say, not yeah. Tony. Um, there were some shots that were very intentional. But other than that, it, nothing blew me away. Yeah, for it was, sure. It was fine. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt, just fine. <sighs> Key elements. Now, this now, is where I gave it a high score because my research. This is where I had no research, nothing to reference. And much like Bond, I just kind of guessed. I gave it the same as Bond. I gave it an 18. Okay. Um, from what I've researched, again, connecting a lot of stuff we hear throughout the, the series, um, whether it be, you know, Uncle Dickie, you have the whole Tony and uh, Christopher dynamic, the the little joke they made about, you know, Christopher always crying when he's around Tony. Um, I guess some of the actors, um, I don't remember exactly who. I heard this one on a podcast, um, Bill Simmons podcast, but they started talking about this movie. This was like two, three weeks ago. But I guess some of the actors who played the older people in the show that played the younger people in this movie that's actually in the show, like, fucking nailed it. Like, all the little mannerisms and shit they did, like, they you could tell they really studied the characters. Um, and just from a Sopranos-esque kind of movie, um, you know, like, it from what I, you know, what my parents told me and from what I've you just kind of read, like, it just felt like the Sopranos, you know, it didn't tell as good of a story because it's not a whole season of a TV show and everything, but the whole kind of mobster dynamic and everything, like it was a Sopranos movie. I'm going to go up to a 15. Me familia. Sopranos. Um, Cause yeah. It, and, and I think I, so originally I had it at 13 because I think of Sopranos. I think of dramatic, you know, crime, fucking syndicate shit, hitting yeah. the fan, them having to fix it. And this story was all over the place. So I, there yeah. was no fucking, there was never a second of like, drama for me yeah even when they fucking kill dicky it's like he just shows up and shoots the fucking guy yeah like and that's not what i thought the sopranos was yeah with that being said i do feel like a lot of the people it was probably like let's take a look at this guy being this guy and let's yeah. let's you know see how these guys interacted early on and compared to how they interact now and they, they did give a lot of those moments mm-hmm. um but again it just the story for me is what killed it here because i i think the sopranos is, it's like one of the number one rated dramas like ever yeah you, you could tell a story arc throughout a whole season and yeah and you can and build up moments and have tension and there was none of that and that's what i thought the sopranos was and so watching this that's not what i got <laughs> yeah um fair. so you know it it was fine it was a lot of character moments i think family is a very big dynamic in the sopranos as well there's a lot of family but there was so much of it that it was There's like some family betrayal though. You have the guy killing his dad, guy cheating on his <laughs> wife. What an all time move to kill the dad and then just introduce <laughs> the twin brother. The scene afterwards. 
So Ray fucking what the I was confused. Ray Liotta? I was a little confused. Ray Liotta just shows up and he's just like, Yeah, I still want to be in this movie. <laughs> and they're like, Alright, you're the fucking twin brother, you're in jail. Have some scenes where he just talks to you. Yeah, I was a little confused. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? He played Hollywood Dick Molasanti. And I'm sure they talk about him in the show all the time. They got to. He also plays Salvatore Sally <laughs> Molasanti. Now, no. is Hollywood Dick in prison or is Sally in Sally prison? Sally is in prison. Hollywood Dick is the one that died. Okay. Sally, like the character, him, his portrayal of Sally was a lot more soft-spoken than Hollywood Dick. <laughs> um, I fucking love saying Italian names. Molisanti. Family betrayal, though. I know that's kind of like the whole family dynamic. And some family betrayal, again, I learned a spoiler from part of my take about The Sopranos. That's going to ruin the show for me if I ever do watch it. Um, you know, when we do see this, he kills his dad. He kills his mistress. He kills um, – and then he gets killed. By the fucking, you know, his brother-in-law or whatever the fucking family hierarchy yeah. is. I'm sure if you watched the show, you understood it. I was a little confused. Yep. Um, so some family betrayal. Just That's m- in there. Just murders his fucking wife in the ocean. I would say that this family, while they are a mobster and they are bad motherfuckers, I don't think they could take down the Fast and the Furious clan because they're, they're more mm. – they're connected. I Honestly, I have to agree. <laughs> their family is they the never one thing. Each other. But their family is so weak. Yeah. Can you imagine Vin Diesel fucking drowning one of his La Familia? <laughs> he just waterboards them with a Corona until they fucking can't breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's a good fictional movie fight is uh, Tony Soprano versus Vin Diesel. Although Vin Diesel's a lot more that's, athletic. His, fucking, and, um, his name isn't Vin Diesel. What the fuck's the character <laughs> name? Dom, Dom Toretto. Toretto. <laughs> I was like, we just no, call him Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's fucking Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's just the Soprano family fictional versus Dominic versus vin diesel and the cast of fast five or <laughs> nine or whatever um i just think it's wild vin diesel like how do you you change your name to vin diesel or not change but you go by vin diesel and you star in like car movies yeah like, i'm just gonna call you vin diesel yeah yeah you've owned that um your name's fucking mark sinclair garbage name worst name of all time characters tie my research helped this but my experience limited it i gave it a 10 I gave it points because what I heard from the characters in the show is it was true to form. And like I said, some of the mannerisms and whatnot, and it deserves credit for that. That being said, the actual watch itself, I found myself, you know, lacking caring really about any of these characters. Um, so let me ask you, I don't know if you're on the IMDb page. Who do you think is the third build character? Third build character. Number one, Lil Dicky. Dicky Malasanti. Number two, I feel like they're going to bill Tony Soprano number two just because it's quote-unquote origin story it's only sopranos eight okay so the the mistress is going to be up there mm, she is she is seventh is it joey diaz <laughs> joey diaz is like 10th is it leslie odom jr is leslie odom jr <laughs> he's second third is john bernthal who did he play as johnny soprano the guy who shoots his wife through the hair okay and then they have the dickie's first wife livia are you sure they got divorced? Wait, Livia Soprano. Oh, so he marries Livia Soprano, and that's how he gets into the Soprano. Yes. Okay. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, Livia yeah, yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. But I just don't understand why she didn't take his name. I'm assuming that, yeah, he was married to the mistress. I thought he was married to the other girl, but was just fucking the there was There was the a time, was so there was a time jump, and he ended up, like, she was the mistress, and then there was a time jump, and he was married to he her and had the baby. in her, and then he left her, and the baby wasn't there. I thought he had a baby with a regular girl. No, he had a baby with the mistress. No, because the baby, the mistress is in the apartment by herself. There's no baby. 
that became like his wife. He had a baby with her. This is the problem with the plot. It's so fucking confusing. I thought that was his wife and he had a baby with her and just left uh, left Livia. What's that character's name? Not Tony. Um, the, the prodigy, Christopher. C- Christopher Molisanti. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to say it? I'm looking this shit up. Christopher Molisanti, <laughs> portrayed by Michael Im- Imperioli, <laughs> is the do. Deuteragonist? Deuteragonist? Deuteragonist. Do you know what that is? Deuteragonist. No clue. Um, in the television show The Sopranos. Okay, I just want to know who... Is Livia and Dickie okay. married? His parents... Okay, his parents were Richard Molisanti. Dickie. And Joanne Blundetto. What? Joanne Blundetto. Who the fuck is that? Joanne Blundetto... Is the mother of Christopher Molinanti. Moli- jo- the mother-in-law of Kelly Lombardo Molinanti and the grandmother of Caitlin. Okay, so that's all Christopher's kids. The mistress was Giuseppina she was, Moltisanti. She was married to Richard Dickey Molinanti. So who's the regular wife? Wife, Livia Soprano. Who the fuck I think is this girl. Livia Soprano was Dickie's wife. She appeared Giuseppe Molisanti was Dickie's wife because she took Molisanti. It says she appeared in the prequel movie The Many Saints of New York and was portrayed by Gabrielle Pizza. Piazza. Gabriella Gabrielle Piazza. Yeah, this is not the mistress. Who's Gabriella Piazza? Um So that was his wife then. Gabriella Piazza was Joanne Molisanti. Yeah, so that was his wife, right? Yeah, so the fucking, he had a kid with his wife. Then how did he join the Soprano family? I thought he was married to Livia Soprano. Tell me this isn't the wife, Vera Farminga. Because Joan Falasanti is, um, um, who's, <laughs> oh, no, I got it, yeah, I got I'm it. I'm looking up the fucking I got Soprano it. family <laughs> tree. I got it. Dickie Maltesianti <laughs> is the first cousin of Carmela Soprano. First cousin of who? Of Carmela Soprano. Carmela Soprano. Wait, Dickie's cousins of Carmela. Dickie is first cousins with Carmela, who is the wife of Tony. She's also the mother of Meadow. Carmela's parents are Hugh and Mary DeAngelis. They're just not in this movie. Who the fuck is Dickie married to? <laughs> who is the baby? <laughs> I don't. Bro, I'm losing my fucking mind right now. Richard Dickey Molisanti. Where's Dickey Molisanti? Joanne Bludet Bluedetto. Joanne Joanne. Oh wait, wait, Joanne. No, it's just Sapina. So maybe she he was just fucking that chick. Yeah. How is he related though? Dickey is so Dickey is the son of Lena. And Joseph Molisanti and Lena DeAngelis, who is the daughter of Concetta Sposato. Where is the, none of these guys have the fucking last name Soprano? Tony does. F- Johnny Soprano. So I think Johnny Soprano is the only Soprano. Tony's dad. I'm looking at a fucking Soprano's family tree, and it looks like a goddamn periodic table. This is a fucking mess. <laughs> This is a fucking mess. I'm looking at the same one. <laughs> Tell me this doesn't look like a fucking periodic table. To Tony Soprano. Yeah. It's all part of the DeMio crime family. 
So the Sopranos isn't the main family. The Sopranos, I guess, is part of the DeMeo crime family. Okay, none of these people have the last name DeMeo. Not okay. a single person in Mini Sanks Newark has the last name DeMeo. In the fucking, uh, like the the origin, where does that come from? I got a I got a photo here. I got a photo here. Let's see. I'm losing my goddamn mind here. Wait, where's Christopher? Do you know there's a guy named Big Pussy? <laughs> no, his name's Big Pussy Ben Pissanero. Oh, Pussy Bon Spin Bon Bon Pen Bon He was in Mini Saints of Newark. So Christopher is Carmela's nephew, Tony's henchman. Carmela is married to Tony. So Tony's, but that was also his uncle. Did they marry in the family? Okay, okay. Johnny Soprano <laughs> and and Livia Bolio. Is she in the movie? Livia? I don't know. Livia Livia Soprano. So she she marries Johnny Soprano. Okay. Where's Richard? Where's Dick? Dick's just not here. How is Dickie? Livia Livia's Tony's mom? I confused who that character was. I thought she was Dickie's husband or wife. Okay. So this is the <laughs> So Livia is not Dickie's wife. She is Tony's mom. I'm gonna guess cousins of Dickie. Dickie Molasanti is Christopher's father, and he is the first cousin of Carmela Soprano, whose last name before marriage was DeAngelis. This means that Christopher is only a cousin to Tony through marriage. Zero blood relation. So Dickie is cousins with Carmela, who Tony ends up marrying. So I'm guessing he's not actually his uncle. It was just like they were all in the crime family together, and he just called him Uncle Dickie. Got it. Got it. Dickie Molisanti. Um, who is Dickie Molisanti's wife? Gabrielle Piazza plays Joanne Molisanti. Yeah, I said that. Dickie's wife. This is great radio. Dickie's wife and Christopher's mother. Dickie's who plays it? I don't remember the name. I'm so so that was just a mistress. Yes. They literally had a whole fucking plot for him just fucking this chick. Yeah. And then killing her. Yeah. She has no relevance to the fucking Sopranos story, the show, because she's not the mother or related to Maybe anyone. Maybe she pops up. Too. She's literally a dead guy's fucking mistress that he fucked and killed. And also had sex with Harold. Tony affectionately refers to his to Christopher as his nephew, but he is actually a cousin once removed of Tony's wife, Carmela. So that means that I'm guessing the families mingled in the crime scene. Tony ended up incest. Tony is is this an incestuous family? I think they were family friends. Tony ended up marrying Uncle Dickie's cousin because Uncle Dickie wasn't his real Uncle Dickie. Peach, just call him Uncle Dicky. <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> Where are we at on to the be scale? Fair. Where are we at on the scale? I forgot we were doing the fucking movie scale still. <laughs> to be fair, this might bump key elements up because it is, it is you know, it's Italian family to have a confusing family tree where no one really knows how they're related I'm to each other. A point. It's going to sixteen. <laughs> I'm so fucking lost. Characters, I gave an eight. I don't know if I, I said that already. <laughs> no, you didn't. 
I gave an eight. I don't. I don't, we spent no time with anyone other than Dickie, and he's fucking dead and doesn't have anything to do with the Soprano show. No, he's the cousin of Tony's wife. He's the cousin of Tony's wife, but also Tony's uncle. I'm so. <laughs> Would you give it for enjoyment? You know, I actually liked. I I don't want to say like this movie. I I had a good time with it. I gave it a thirteen. It I was. I was interested in how they would set things up, even though I was confused, and it made me want to watch The Sopranos. I need a mob thriller in my life, and maybe I'm going to binge watch The Sopranos. Maybe 20 years late, I'll get into it. Um, so, I didn't give Story a good score. I didn't give characters a good score. Yeah. I didn't know who the fuck these people were. I didn't know why the fuck they were doing what they were doing, and that made me really not have a good time watching this movie. I give it a five. As someone who's not seen The Sopranos, if you haven't watched The Sopranos show, you're not going to like this movie. There's just nothing the, for you. You did research, so like you knew what to look for. If you're just going in to watch this movie, you're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> it's not like Bond, where you can just go in and have fun watching an action movie. This is literally made for the diehard fans, and that's fine. I'm just not one of them. And I had I got so nothing I think, from this. Do you have any desire to watch the show? No. Wow. Especially not after that confusing <laughs> fucking family tree. That's what all six seasons is just explaining how everyone's related to each other. Yeah, no wonder it was so fucking long. <laughs> It was six seasons. Who's Uncle Dickie again? <laughs> I fucking told you, Uncle Dickie's my aunt's wife's cousin's third removed husband. You have a good Italian accent. Thank guy. you. <laughs> What'd you give it? <laughs> I ended up with a final score of 47 Jesus. out of 100. I gave it a 62. I did not have a good time with this film. The score reflects that. If you've watched The Sopranos, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. If you haven't watched The Sopranos, do not waste your time. I had a good time talking about it. It was fun. <laughs> Went down quite the fucking rabbit hole. What'd you give did it? You, 62. Did you enjoy talking about it more than you did watching it? 100%. <laughs> yeah, it was fun figuring this shit out, and I still, I'm not even close to understanding. <laughs> Why was the mistress in the movie? I don't know. What was her name again? Um, Giuseppina Molisanti. Why is her last name Molisanti? Dickie's Dickie Molisanti, Giuseppina is Giuseppina Molisanti, and they were fucking. Were they like, were they cousins fucking, or is that his wife? She doesn't even have a page on the Sopranos wiki. How'd you spell it? I spelled it right because it's popping up on this. Um, it's because she's dead before the show starts. Here, let's read uh, the Many Saints of Newark ending explained. Who shot Richard Dickie Molisanti and why? I like I. I'm so confused why she was a part of this. Why did they need Uncle Dickie to cheat on who who is this fucking Carmela? The Many Saints of Newark begins with a divine voiceover. Christopher Molisanti speaks from the grave and fables the story of his father, Richard Dickie Molisanti, Dickie's father, Hollywood Dick, and his two <laughs> and his twin brother, Salvatore Sally Molisanti. Worked for the DeMeo crime family in Newark, Hollywood Dick, who works as an associate, returns to America from Italy with his new trophy white. Just a peena. Yes. Um, is that why her last name is Molisanti? Because she got it from Ray Liotta's Hollywood Dick? Yes. Yes. Because she married him. Yep. That's what it is. And then the son just fucks his stepmom. With the same last name. Stepmom, what are you doing? <laughs> you got your hands stuck in the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Dickie's relationship with Giuseppina. Dick, Dickie had a hypocritical sense of morality. He believed that he wasn't like his father, but he repeated the same mistakes in the relationship. I think that's what this movie was supposed to be. It was supposed to be kind of like this highlighting how this Dickie character were like was against his dad and shit in the beginning and then slowly turned into him. 
I don't know. I don't know how that really relates to Tony Soprano. <laughs> he started an extramarital affair with Giuseppina and promised her to buy a saloon. But to, but like Giuseppina told Harold McBriar, mafia men don't like their women to work or go outside the house. Things are complicated when Giuseppina, with a dream, with a dream, got frustrated with Dickie's false promises. She engaged in a casual one-night stand with Harold, and when she confessed the same to Dickie, he drowned her. <laughs> it was evident <laughs> that his genetics took over his morality. Jesus. I thought in that scene he was the mother of her child of his child. I thought they said They all that. looked alike. I think yeah. I'm so confused. I don't know who Dickie's wife is. The many saints of New York ending explained. Dickie Murray Giuseppina and Sally could read it written all over his face. Dickie Mary Giuseppina? Murdered Giuseppina. Uh. <laughs> Sally understood the pattern and and could foresee what lay ahead. He suggested Dickie stay out of Tony's life for the kids' well-being. After Dickie started ignoring, ignoring Tony, he felt abandoned. He was already dealing with his absent father and mother. And after Dickie's absence, he didn't have anyone to look after him. He was lost. Silvio Dante understood the fact and convinced Dickie to meet Tony. That was like his, his little henchman. Convinced Dickie to meet Tony the next day at Holston's. Silvio believed Tony had potential and could do wonders in their business. He just needed a bit of guidance. And Dickie was the man who could do it. But Dickie was shot that night. And who shot Dickie? Um, Jay Soprano, the bald white guy, paid someone to kill him. Oh, so that was just a random person. I wasn't. They just paid a fella to go kill Dickie. Yeah. A fucking mob boss. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm caught up. And then Sally was Ray Liotta's brother. second character. Yes. <laughs> it was Ray Liotta's brother, Ray Liotta. <laughs> yes. The one in How prison. That adds to the confusion. Yeah, because Ray Liotta's just fucking it up. He's like, this family tree's so confusing. I'll take that one and that one. <laughs> What's our consensus score, Ty? Our combined score is um, 54.5 out of 100, making Many Saints of Newark 74 out of 94. 15-point difference, one of our biggest. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we kind of had the same opinion. It was just our enjoyment of it. <laughs> it made you want to watch yeah. the show. It made me want nothing to do with the show. <laughs> um, Many Saints of Newark, <laughs> two points lower than Let Them Be Carnage. Um, Venom Let There Be Carnage at 73. Yeah. Hubie Halloween has a better score than Many Saints Newark's. It beats out On the Rocks, Freebirds, The Tomorrow War, and The Velocipaster, which got only two points lower. Yep. Fucking banger of a film. Yeah, this is this is a this is for the fans of the Sopranos. But even them, judging by the audience score, aren't loving it that much. Yeah. I uh, I can tell you uh, Armin White didn't love it. Really? He gave it a rotten. Okay. Why? I, you tell me, Ty. You're really good at this. I don't know. I honestly, I'm baffled because I also gave it a rotten, so I don't know what his thought could be. Um, well, his Rotten Tomatoes excerpt is, for some of us, The Sopranos epitomizes everything that went wrong with American popular culture this millennium. Those of us who realize that mainstream media operate by different rules will be mildly appalled by the many saints of Newark. I don't <laughs> nothing to do with I, the movie. I have no fucking clue what he means by that. <laughs> and his title is just the the very fitting. The Many Saints of Newark is trash. I agree. What does he mean mainstream media? This takes place in like the fucking 70s. 
But we shouldn't be surprised. In political terms, many saints is a continuation of the Noxious culture of the Clinton administration and the Democratic National Committee. <laughs> what? Which found their what? likeness in the fabled New Jersey Italian mafia and celebrated it. <laughs> so just to be clear, the Clintons are why you don't like this movie. Remember how Hillary – this is his second paragraph. Remember how Hillary Clinton and former President Bill Clinton attached themselves to the crime family in Hillary's 2008 campaign ad that riffed on The Sopranos' final episode? It made the outrageous assumption that Americans identified and approved the mob family's treacherous behavior. We've suffered much still unaccounted for treachery in the aftermath of Hillary's failed presidential campaigns. In 2016, she urged followers to fight as if giving orders to thug underlings by treating American politics just like a mafia vendetta. The Clintons shrewdly domesticated The Sopranos. I'm this is this is a this is a new like twirl for him. He's changing his like he's changing his angle on this. He's finding some another shtick. I he just doesn't like the Clintons. <laughs> That's not how is that even like he said maybe one thing about the actual movie and then it was just like fuck the Clintons. Scroll down his last sentence. Conservatives should know. The Sopranos and many saints don't just offer overboiled American entertainment. They also romanticize DNC tenants. Many saints is a movie for rhinos. Okay. Rhinos, R-I-N-O, is a Republican in name only who are elected Republicans but aren't actually Republicans or whatever. Got um, it. I could promise you that I can find plenty of – Republicans that just enjoy watching mobsters kill each other on The Sopranos. Maybe not this film, but just The Sopranos universe as a whole. Like, I, I, I think he is one of very few that are like the fucking Democrats <laughs> when they watch <laughs> The Sopranos. <laughs> what? I'm so confused. Yeah, that that's Many Saints in Newark. Who made Tony Soprano? How do they – okay, I'm not trying to get political on our podcast. Look, I, I have friends on both sides of the aisle, and I really don't give a shit. I am not on either side. And But he writes for a website where their top stories are Biden in Wonderland, Pisaki, his uh, White House lady, um, confirms illegal immigrants being flown to New York in dead of night. Number three, the Democrats' prophets of doom. Number four, Mick Olive walks out mid-interview, scolds reporter. You should have asked better questions. I believe he's a Democratic you know, politician. Number five, maybe Joe Manchin really is threatening to leave the Democratic Party. Like, this is very obviously just a politically based website, which there's a lot of them out there. But, like, you don't see, like, like Movie why is he reviews. on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. I think his thing is he found his lane. He was like, these people, they need someone who watches the movies for them. He was like, if you think this way, I'll watch movies for you, and I'll find some bullshit for you to get mad about. That's It's crazy, man. I, I don't get it. At first, I thought he was just a troll that likes to give fresh movies bad, but he seems to fucking make everything deeper than it really is. It's incredible. He has a new book. You want to read it? No. It's called Make Spielberg Great Again, The Steven Spielberg Chronicles. I Okay. Spielberg doesn't make good movies anymore. So you agree with him there? I will say that. I'm not looking forward to Indiana Jones 5, which also got pushed back. <laughs> and he's going to be dead by the time the movie releases. Spielberg or Armin White? I don't know how old Armin White is, but I was thinking of um, oh, what Harrison the fuck, Ford? Harrison Ford. I almost said Henry Ford. That's a 
Yes. That's a car manufacturer. Um, there's a lot of mobster movies I could have picked from, from Random <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes score okay. here. Um, I didn't do any weird connect the dots. I just picked a random mob movie, and I picked perhaps one of the greatest of all time, Scarface. Oh. 1983, drama crime, two hours and 50 minutes, rated R, 71 reviews, as always, 250,000 plus. You didn't do The Godfather? Ratings. No, I, I thought maybe you'd do some research with The Godfather, so I wanted to go with like The Godfather. I don't do. I, I, I need you to know I don't do research Al Pacino, for a Scarface, starring Al Pacino. 96%. Not as beloved as you think. 82. Okay. Um, I believe Godfather Part 2 is the one that like everyone like obsesses over. Yeah. Um, Godfather Part 2, just so we know, I can never do this as the Rotten Tomatoes score. So 82 for Scarface, Godfather Part 2, 96. That's what I guessed. Is it really? Yeah, I said 96. Also starring Al Pacino. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Look at them. They just they do their thing. What was better, this or The Irishman? <sighs> Are you just, the Irishman just not a mob movie guy? Well, no, The Irishman told a story. It was just boring as shit and took forever to get there. <laughs> All for him to just kill his buddy. Spoiler alert. <laughs> kill the titular Irishman? No, The Irishman kills... The Englishman. What the fuck's his, no? He's not English. He's Italian. The Italian man. What the fuck's his name? That Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Who's uh, third cousins to Tony Soprano? <laughs> They're all in the same fucking universe. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we have um, blockbuster movie with giant cast, Dune. Yes, Riley wants to see this in theaters. I kind of wanted to see it in HBO Max, so we'll see what I do. It, it is on HBO Max, but it was shot for IMAX. So everything's going to be very big, large I'm not budget. Go see it on IMAX. Large cat. I'm just if not Maybe that. Maybe tomorrow. Riley's off tomorrow. We'll see. Um, Doctors are gonna. Their season's gonna end. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, there you go. We got Dune. Yeah. I, I again, I'm not gonna read out. There's a lot of fucking people in this. Batista. That's all you need to know. Yeah, Batista. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I got. You got anything else, Jay? No, I do not. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.